everyone, welcome to Game of the Year Day 3? 65. 65? We've been trapped in this mine for 75 days now. Um, I don't know what that says about you. <laughs> this house is spacious. Uh, this corner is not though, to be fair. My house um, is spacious, there's just a team of Chile and miners that want to leave. <laughs> oh no, well Mike was playing that taiko drum and then it brought a whole cave in on top of us. Yes. Uh, we're gone. This is going to be a relatively short one, I think, compared to the other days. Yeah. Um, but we have a few little categories we want to get through before we do the overall game of the year. Cool. So we have best story, best moment, best multiplayer, and best platformer. So let's get right into it. So first of all, best story. The nominees are God of War, Donut County, Red Dead Redemption 2, The Shapeshifting Detective, Spider-Man, Celeste, Yakuza 6, and Wonder Song. Cool. Uh, Why is Donut County on there? The story in Donut County is pretty good. It's mainly it's mainly because we don't have like a funniest game category yes, or yeah. like best writing. I see you want to mention it. Kinda, yeah. Okay. It, it won't win, but it's Donut County's story is. Um, we kind of touched on it on yeah, the other it, days. It's about. It's about gentrification. Like, they made a game about gentrification yeah. where you play as a raccoon that, with a hole that destroys things. Like, the raccoons are coming into the city to destroy the things everyone loves about the city unintentionally. And it's like... Yeah, it's, it's a very good uh, story. Because your stuff of. is trash. Basically, yeah. They're <laughs> like, they don't understand. They're just like, all oh, these people have all this trash. We'll get rid of it. It's like the exact same as how gentrification happens. It's like, you know. Um, but yeah, it doesn't need to be on this. Yes. Uh, Shapeshifting Detective also doesn't need to be in here. I just wanted to mention it because the story is quite good and the way it's told is quite good because it randomizes who the killer is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, every interaction with people has to be good enough that you can kind of realize that they're hiding something from you because anyone could be. Right. And as a result, like the story also has to be flexible enough that different people can be in can have been in different locations depending on yeah it's one of those I have I've played a little bit of but I haven't played enough of yet that's fair it's also we should probably have said up front there will probably be a lot of spoilers in this one because best story tends to be quite yeah. spoilery and best moment as well, well is quite yeah, spoilery yeah we'll try not to but we'll try not to like we don't need to spoil Shapeshifting Detective because it, it's not it's not Roman cool um uh, Celeste doesn't really need to win yeah, it doesn't need to win doesn't need to be on it I mainly put it on because the story of Celeste is quite good because again it's um, all about anxiety and dealing with anxiety um, it's about this girl climbing a mountain kind of just to prove that she can and facing a literal darker version of herself like yeah. the literal bad parts of her mind and it even has a little mini game that can teach you how to you know breathe and deal with anxiety a bit better cool it's, very good. I recommend it entirely, but it doesn't necessarily hang with this stuff. Right. Um, but that's the easy cuts done. <laughs> cool. Um, Spider-Man, I would I'd say, needs to be on there. Um, Spider-Man story was really good. Yep, I, I really liked what they did. The So, a little bit spoilers to where it goes, where it deals with the Sinister Six. Yeah. yeah. Um, it brings them together in a novel way that you're not expecting mm-hmm. yeah uh, they managed to pull off an origin story for Spider-Man without doing an origin story for 
Yes. Peter Parker. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. They did an origin story for a different Spider-Man in there, and it's great. Um, I think that was a smart way of getting around the we've all seen Peter Parker get bit by the fucking spider before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like they, so they just didn't do it, but they still got to do their origin story with the Miles Morales stuff. Yeah. Which is handled perfectly. Um, yeah. Um, and I like how the the story starts off with you know Peter Parker is now. Is he in his prime? Is he past it? He's he's been Spider-Man for a while. Yeah, it, it seems like he's in his prime. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and you know we're not dealing with the oh there's the girl that I like oh gush gush yeah you know? like he's done that he's yeah he's done that that's yeah. the girl he liked and they kind of already broke up yeah they he, already he fucked things up to a certain yeah. yeah so it was a good jumping off point definitely like uh, not starting at the start of the story and being like look. Spider-Man's been Spider-Man for a while. You know Spider-Man. Everyone knows Spider-Man. Yeah, at this point, we're all bored of the origin story yeah. of Spider-Man. So they were smart with it, and then yeah, like the stuff they did with Doc Ock was great. Like they, they make him a character. He's not just an evil scientist. He is. Yes. Yeah. He's built up as, yeah. Um, and then the stuff they do set up the next games. Yeah. We'll need to be a bit spoilery here because it happens right at the end, but it's kind of essential, I think, in why this story's good. Yeah. Okay. Throughout, throughout that whole game, um, you are if you're doing them, you're doing side missions with um, which one of the Osborns is it? Norman Osborn? Harry. Yeah. Harry, Harry Osborn. Yeah. Harry. Um, doing like basically, like, it, Harry has been missing for a while. As far as you're aware, he's studying somewhere else. Yes, he's uh, studying um, abroad. He's studying abroad, but if you know anything about you know that kind of plotline in the comics and stuff like that like the whole you know his dad is the green goblin and yes. then Harry becomes the hobgoblin and they have like degenerative illnesses is like a long running you know element of those characters in the comics and so he has a degenerative illness and that's why he's gone and the end of that game takes place in a room that you visit earlier in that game yes and you just see this big, like, computer-looking thing, and it opens up, and it has Harry, and they're covered in symbiote. And you're like, oh, shit, they're making the Hobgoblin Venom. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. I hope they make that sequel, because this game sold really well. I can't imagine why yeah. they wouldn't. Uh, also, the, the there's something happens to one of the main characters, and I'm not gonna... Yeah, yeah, no, sir. Uh, and that was unexpected. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they would actually do that. I expected that happened, but not to them. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic story. It's out of these. It's the one I played the most. Yes. Yeah. So that would be my my right. my pick. Yeah. There's a couple in here that I'm going to work uh, here. That I'd be happy with Spider-Man. Um, I'd also want to see Red Dead Redemption. Well, win yeah. It. I think the story is the thing that Red Dead Redemption Two does good. Like I mean, I said that about the world stuff as well, but like, yeah. that, that world is part of why the story works. Yeah, um, the story's so good. The annoying aspect of Red Dead Redemption is also part of the story because a lot of the story is focused around you gaining money for the gang in order to move to the next area or whatever, and you're roaming around with like a ton of money in your pocket. Um, and you know you can buy every upgrade for the gang and they're still complaining about no money and you're like here I've got 20 grand 
Yes, yeah, So it kind of takes away from the story a little bit. But I think the more direct, like... I've not finished it, but I've had the stuff that happens spoiled for me. The stuff that happens yeah. to Arthur Morgan. By the, by the time you hit chapter four, that becomes inconsequential. And that's yeah. when I originally was talking to you guys and you were saying that stuff to me. I was like, no, you're wrong. This story is a really amazing part of this game. And it, it is. Early on, it's... Early on, it's kind of not... It's, it's done well, but it's not tied well to what's happening out with the storyline. But later on, everything just becomes so focused, and yeah. the the epilogue is amazing. Uh, you, you're really confused by it to start with, but then you play chapter one of the epilogue, and you get to chapter two, and there's a whole, like other self-contained story in the epilogue that's really good so I I'd like to see it sure. in the top three um, yeah I think Red did yeah no that's fine uh, Wonder Song doesn't need to be there I mean the products again we don't have like a best writing category um, Wonder Song's story is really good because it does like I said like the main character isn't the hero or doesn't believe himself to be the hero at least like he's not the hero that is destined by fate to be the one to save the universe and stuff like that he just is a bard that likes to sing and wants people to be happy and not destroyed and they do a good job with like the whole story of like you meet the hero and the hero's kind of a dick like she's just running around with a sword fucking murdering people and it's like what are you doing and she's like I'm, dis- I'm destined to do this so I'm gonna fucking do it and it's like that's not that's not a good way to be. <laughs> um, but it's more the writing than actually, if that makes sense. Like the actual, the, the 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 way the dialogue and stuff like that is the strongest point of that game, cool. rather than the world story. Um, honestly, Yaxa 6, I think, will probably be the one to drop off here instead of God of War, as much as I love the story in that game. Yaxa 6's story is the end of Kiryu's saga, like it is the final Yakuza game. Mm-hmm. Um or at least the final one with Kiryu. They're making other spin-offs and stuff. And it is... Kiryu has got to the point where he has been through so many fights and now he's kind of old and doesn't give a shit anymore. So multiple times throughout that game, like the Yakuza tried to drag him back in for deals and be like, well, you know, Kiryu's like this big famous guy. We'll get him to be a witness to these two gangs allying with each other. And they explain this to him and he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm out. And they're like, what? This could be like... This is going to revolution the Yaksa for ages. He's like, yeah, but I'm not in the Yaksa anymore, so I'm going to go home. And it's like, wait, what? Um, and it's great. Like, it's one of the. It's probably my favourite of the Yaksa stories so far, except for maybe Zero. Um, but. God of War. Made a God of War game with a story that was good. And with a character that is relatable and nice, like, or not nice, but you know, has an arc. Like, yeah, they made Kratos into a dad, and he's very good as this kind of character. Where he's like, he's reluctant. He has not been there for his kid this whole time, and then gets thrust, get it thrust upon him because his you know wife dies. Yeah, yeah. And the game is him traveling with his son to spread the ashes of his, his deceased wife. And the story is really good because you see it's mostly just this journey. Like, obviously, it has the whole dealing with the kind of the gods and stuff like that element that all of these games always have. Yeah, yeah. But it's much smaller scale. It's still all about family. Like all the interactions are both 
the gods are primarily through Baldur and his two brothers, whose names I can't remember, um, who are the sons of Thor. I think. I think Baldur is the brother of Thor. I think the the sorry the two guys are the sons of Thor. Um, but it's all about like these two sons are fucked up because Thor's an asshole. Like Thor's. They literally described Thor's hammer as a super weapon at some point, and that giving it to Thor turned him into like this maniac who had a super weapon, <laughs> and so he just murders people in, like indiscriminately. Um, Odin is like this paranoid, like egotistical idiot who fucks up everything as a result, and as a result, his sons are both fucked up. Baldur is the son of Odin and uh, Freya, who cursed him to never be able to feel pain which means he can't die he, like he can't that he like recovers from any damage but he can't feel anything um so like he's like weirdly kind of fucking like masochistically into getting the crap beat out of him yeah basically like every time you're fighting with Baldur he's just like smiling at Kratos like oh maybe this one <laughs> Maybe you're going to be the one that can finally make me feel something. And it's like, that's fucked up. Um, but, like, it all comes together for this, like, they flesh out this... They took a risk not just putting this in Ancient Greece again and making this, like, a prequel or something. Right. Or, like, a side story or something. Like, they had to set up a new universe here. I mean, it's still based on Norse mythology, but they twist it enough to be their thing uh-huh. and to be connected to the old thing. Because it is. There's direct references to things from... The Greek mythology, yeah, yeah, and they just nail it. Like they, every step of the way, they, they fucking nail it. It's weird. It's it's been one of those years, but it's really weird for me to be like, man, I played a God of War game that I liked, which is in itself, I don't hate those games, but man, I don't fucking care about those <laughs> games. A God of War game that I liked, that I liked the story of, that I liked the character of Kratos in. Um, also he's got a cool beard, so cool. Yeah. Um. I think all three of us have got something we're equally willing to fight for here. I, I think Mike would be upset because I would maybe say with Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I as much as I like Spider Man's story. Um just knowing how like I don't think I've not played it, but I don't think the epilogue stuff sounds like anything I give a shit about. It feels like fan service nonsense to me. Um do you know what the epilogue is? Yes. Okay. And it feels, I, like, it feels like fan service nonsense to me. I really liked it. Um, I can understand why you would. Um, um, but the thing that... I don't want to spoil it because I'm still playing it and I know you're still playing uh, yeah. Red Dead so I don't want to spoil the end of Red Dead yeah, 2. Yeah. Um, but the way that the Arthur Morgan's character is progressed and what they do with that character and that world like I think is... You're you're correct. The epilogue is fan service nonsense but yeah. also... <laughs> really ties up and ends and rounds out everything that happened previous. That's fair. Um, but I think even outside of that, the, the Arthur Morgan stuff, that, again, I've not actually played that far, but I know what that story, where that story goes and what happens. That stuff seems... It's the reason that I'm going to finish it. It's one of those spoilers that I heard and I was like falling off of Red Dead 2 and was like, I'm probably just not going to finish this and then heard basically pretty you know detailed spoilers about the end of that game and was yeah. like oh no I need to see that that seems smart yeah. and good I the basically where I sit with the, the story and 
I got through the introductory stuff with Red Dead and it just felt it felt like it was another it was Grand Theft Horse yeah I well yeah I'll admit I was bored the first um, two chapters I was bored so I've not been I'm waiting for it to hook yeah, I didn't yeah. hook and I've moved on to something else so I don't I agree. I'm sticking with it because of how the story goes after that right okay Even, but anyway, I'm on the third or fourth chapters now I'm on the Braithwaite stuff and the grey stuff uh, chapter four chapter four and that's a lot better already. right but still you're so you're looking at a point where that's like saying Lord of the Rings is a great book because I would never the, say the, that. the whole load is shite but the ending's great you, you can't say that 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 it's a shit story if it doesn't hold you from beginning to end then no I can I can I, I, can, I can see your point I mean I, I reckon you need to be about at least 20 hours into that game before it clicks I think they should yeah, well, game Jesus but the thing is I don't think that the story of the start of it's bad it's I think not it's, one of those things where the story at the start of that game is... It's slow because it needs to be set up what it sets up. That's the thing. It's slow and it's not super exciting and interesting at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that it needs to be there to build up what happens later. Yeah. And yeah. in necessary. retrospect it becomes better. But I agree that as you're going through it, it's a bit of a slog. Yeah. Um, and I think that game's a bit of a slog in general because I think the gameplay is a slog. <laughs> so, See, I, really, like, I, I really enjoyed the gameplay and I reckon I must have 100 plus hours into Red Dead at this point. Man, I probably have like 100 plus hours from how long it takes to walk across the camp. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I... No, um, I'm sorry. No, no, you're not selling me. Uh, in that case, God of War wins it by default. I'm throwing the toys at the cot at that point. I, oh, I got I a war. It's my game of the year. I can't see how you can, you can argue. Well, it's not that good. You need to stick with it for a hundred hours. It, no. No. Um, see that, that doesn't bother me because I'll sink a hundred hours into something. <laughs> that that point is the reason it's not on my game of the year list. Yeah. But I think the story itself. And it's that that um, point is the reason it is on my game of the year <laughs> list. <laughs> for me. I would lean to Red Dead or God of War mainly because as much I'm as I like Spider-Man's story it's it's a Spider-Man story it, yes the stuff it does <laughs> uniquely is really good yeah um, the stuff it does that's silly is also I'm happy to like God of War take it I really super, yeah. the super virus that they cure within 10 minutes is, we did it <laughs> yes yeah alright God of War Dad, yeah, Dad, Dad of War wins Dad of War Dad of War best story <laughs> um, yeah, best story goes to God of War with runners-up Red Dead Redemption 2 and Spider-Man. Excellent. Uh, mainly because we couldn't agree on it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Best <laughs> moment. This one's... Uh, so it doesn't have a winner, we just normally run through them. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what we did last year. I think yeah. we did have winners at some point and we realised it was kind of silly yeah. to arbitrarily compare these. So yeah, best moment. So we have... Well, just Should we just describe these as we yeah, go through them? Then? Yep. Just so do that. Vomiting, vomiting into a bucket and then throwing on someone. I explained this in the first podcast. Yes, you yeah. did, yeah. Yeah, Sea of Thieves, you can drink enough that you throw up and if you're holding a bucket, it fills the bucket with vomit and then you can walk around and throw on people. <laughs> um, which is great because also there's a brig. Like, you can vote people into the brig on your ship. Oh, right, so you could actually take the, the, you could take the, the bucket of sick. Like, we literally locked someone in the brig and just had the rest of our crew throwing up at the buckets and tossing out. <laughs> it was really good. Um, the first conversation with Baldur and God of War. I've seen this. this I've played this so far. Good. It's really good. 
God of War starts super slow where you're... It's like the tutorial. So right. you're getting a, a... First of all, you're getting like a log to bring back to your home. Um, so you're cutting down a tree, you bring back this log it's to put on the, the funeral pyre for your wife's ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super slow. And then you go and you do something else as well, I think, before that. Before yeah, Valder yeah. shows up. Yeah, I mean, you hunt. You, you yeah, you go. You teach. You go take um, your son out hunting, and you teach him like how to pull a bow and how to do. Cool. And then you end up fighting a frost troll. You fight a frost troll, which is like the biggest fight you do in that whole thing. You fight a couple of other things because it's tutorial for the battle. Right. You yeah. Fight a frost troll, and it's not. It's not hard. It's not hard, and it's bigger than other stuff. But it's not like, you know, previous God of War games. Big. Right. Um, then you get back to your like your house, and you get a knock on the door and you open up and this guy's there this scrawny covered in like all these runic tattoos guy's there and he's like he's, you know being really mean and like, you know trying to pick a fight basically and Kratos is just having none of it he's like I don't fucking care about you he's like he's like I know you're a god I don't give a shit about you I don't care a shit about gods and the guy's just like I know you're not meant to be here you're not from here <laughs> And Kratos is like, I really don't give a shit. Goodbye. And then Baldur sucker punches him and knocks him over his house, smashes him through <laughs> a bunch of trees, and it turns into this big, like, fucking Dragon Ball Z, like, fucking over the top fight where you're, they're just throwing each other through mountains and shit, and it's so good. <laughs> it's such an escalation from how slow that intro is. It's just like, whoa, what's going on here? It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, um, I got as far as that fight a little bit further than it, and then my PS4 was like, no, I can't play this game anymore. It's such I'm a shame, because it's such other really great moments in that game but that was probably still just one of my favourites because it's out of nowhere it's just like this guy just fucking <laughs> uppercuts you through your, or over your house um, the Game Boy level in Kirby Star Allies uh, did you do this one? it's one of the secret things towards the end no I didn't it's hidden I think um, so there's a hidden level in Kirby Star Allies where you go into the level and everything has the kind of green palette of uh the Game Boy. Right, okay. And it's a remake of like the first level from the original Kirby game on the Game, oh, okay. game Boy. And I you get, don't think I got that. Then you get to the end of it and there's a thing that just says up on top of it saying, we love Kirby. And you stand on it and the Joy-Cons vibrate. Uh-huh. And they use the vibrations to play the Kirby theme. Like through the, oh, the vibe, right, okay, like the, yeah. the way they're hitting the motors in a way to hit certain pitches to play the Kirby theme and it's <laughs> fucking cool. It's so bizarre and so cool. Um, it's I didn't know you could do that with the Joy-Cons. <laughs> nice. Like I, I knew that the fucking HD rumble was really loud. That's why I turn it off most yeah. of the time when I'm like out of the flat. But they used it to play music. Nice, weird, excellent. Um, it's a cool use, though. It is a cool use. Uh, fishing in Yakuza Six. I added most of these. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> fishing in Yakuza Six is um, it's like a lost Dreamcast game. It's you go spear fishing and it turns into I'm going to try to find a video to show you guys while I explain this play the video so you go on a boat and you go spear fishing and it turns into this like on rails first person shooter where you're shooting spears at fish oh, right. and it's like the most Sega arcade fucking thing ever uh, although also the best part of it is at the start where Kiryu pulls off his shirt and has 
a wetsuit underneath, which doesn't make any sense because yeah, shirt was buttoned down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's and then you fight like a giant squid at the end of the level. Right. Um, there's multiple levels, but the first level you fight like this giant squid at the end of it. There's like a boss that shoots smaller squids at you, and it's <laughs> fucking nonsense. Oh it's yeah, so that, good. Yeah, that looks like it. Yes, it is probably my favorite oh, wow. mini game they have added to any of the Yakuza games. It's so <laughs> nonsensical. That is just mad. It's so good, and it just okay. it looks like they nail that style. If you want to like, see this, you can also look up on YouTube. Yeah, just Google Yaksa 6 Spearfishing. Um, they just nail that kind of... Um, it, it looks like a Sega arcade game. Cool. Yeah. Um, the mascot side mission, Yaksa 6. This is when part of Yaksa 6, you leave Kamurocho and go to a place called Onomichi, which is in... Oh god, I forget where it is. But it's a small village, just a little fishing village. We do the fishing thing. But the a thing that's very common in a lot of Japanese towns is they have their own mascots. And Onomichi has their own mascot called... He's uh, called Onomichi or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got like a big orange for a head, because they sell oranges there. He has a ramen bowl as a hat, because the town is known for its ramen. And he's wearing big fishing boots, because they're known for fishing. And Kiryu gets roped into dressing up as him to like right. basically entertain some kids. <laughs> and he has to like learn his lines. And there's things like, um, like his catchphrase has to be, Nice to meet you. And it's, it's the worst. And it's so good. He's like entertaining these kids, and because it's a Yakuza game, some thugs interrupt, and then he has to beat up these thugs. So you're, right. doing, you're doing all these fights dressed up as this stupid mascot, <laughs> picking people up, throwing them around. It's so good. Um, yeah. Uh, piecing the relationship back together. This is after the bit that I mentioned earlier with the kind of jigsaws in Florence that don't match up properly. Yep. The scene after that is a similar one where it's another scene of as long as you're not spoiling it because I have oh well this is spoilers I'll skip this one it's after that and it's also very emotional cool <laughs> um, <laughs> well it's one of those games that it's emotional if it clicks with you it, right I've, I've talked to people that like it has clicked with and they're like oh yeah that was super emotional and other people they're like mm, didn't really uh, right. it's, it's, they just you know yeah. Uh, the Stanley cameo on Spider-Man. Yeah, so I, I stuck this one in. Um, yeah, we're used to Stanley um, showing up in yeah, all the Marvel yeah, films. Yeah. Um, in this, in Spider-Man, in the game, uh, it's after a scene where Peter Parker meets uh, MJ. The relationship's broken down like we alluded to, and they're trying to talk things over in their favourite coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the... The, the meeting ends and she leaves and just as he's about to leave this man uh, turns around and says oh, I always liked you two together and it's Stanley yeah. it was just a nice little yeah, thing to see um, especially this year yeah, yeah especially this year yeah. as well because he, he passed away this, yeah. this year as we know um, and it's it's weird because uh, Anne and myself have, uh, one of the things we got for Christmas was the box set of all the Marvel Cinematic Films, mm. the three box sets for Phase 1, 2 and mm. 3. Yeah. And been watching them and every time he shows up you've been going, oh. oh. And then, so yeah, it was a, a nice touch to see them carry on what he's done in the yeah. films and put it into yeah. video games was, as well. Yeah. It was definitely the nails the fact that they were treating this Spider-Man game as a film. Yes, like yeah. The music and also does that. Cause yes. It's, it's some like Marvel ass music. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, that was really good. And then the Braithwaite Mansion in Red Dead 2. Yeah, so neither of you have got this, but yeah. I've seen this one. Though. You're fairly close, yeah. <laughs> so you basically get into a fight with this family called the Braithwaites. Old Manor House style Southern family. Mm. Patriarchal woman. Um, You're trying to pet them against their kind of nemesis. The nemesis. They're basically the whole, uh, the whole yeah. chapter is basically them reinstigating the Civil War. Yeah, um, between the, the Braithwaites and the Greys. Yeah. Um, so you're trying to you're playing the, you're working for the Greys, playing them against Braithwaites, doing vice versa. She cracks it and takes a member of your camp, and you rock up to the front of the manor, mm-hmm. her mansion as a posse, and it's just everyone silhouetted. Like in in like the kind of Spanish moss hanging over the driveway. Mm. Yeah. Mansion behind, everyone silhouetted with the guns, kind of spaghetti western look oh, right. kind of deal. Yeah. And it just it's just one of those moments you go, uh, yeah. like it's just one of those moments you go, that's really fucking cool. And the end of that mission is also kind of the first time you really get a glimpse of how broken and how much of a like a facade. Uh, Dutch is, is yeah that's Dutch, that, Dutch breaks he just starts massacring people like he starts he starts killing people and doing cruel things for fun right like he's and you're like oh he's not a good person like well, as much as he tries to pretend yeah, that, to be yeah that's the that's the breaking point of where the right. story yeah. really changes and becomes what it is yeah right um but at, at the end of that to not to well screw it I'm gonna ruin it cause I doubt you're gonna get that far Mike <laughs> Um, you torch the mansion you right. torch the place and you drag her out killed all of her sons you drag her out kicking and screaming nice and you're just silo- you're walk- everyone's walking away silhouetted with her just crying on the ground in front of the mansion uh, mansion in flames behind you that's the thing I was talking about that is kind of the, the thing where you see through the facade of Dutch because Dutch orders that like, yeah. he is the yeah. one that is like do this leave her let's go yeah. And if you come back to that burned-down mansion later, her burned-up corpse is there because she went back in. Yeah, she ran back ah, in to get her son's bodies, right. and the place is on fire. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely it's like, a, seems like the turning point for that. Yeah, it's the turning point for the story, and it's also just a really cool visual. Yeah, spaghetti westerny kind of deal mm. as you're rocking up to it with the Spanish moss hanging mm-hmm. off the trees and stuff. Cool. Um, but yeah. Those are our best moments. Um, I'm going to add one more quickly here, which is dancing with Miriam in Wonder Song. Yeah, I thought you were going uh, to say dancing in the moonlight there. Dancing in the moonlight. By Top Loader. Um, this I actually just thought because I figured there should be some Wonder Song thing on here. Um, in Wonder Song, you meet up with a witch very early on called Miriam, who's kind of your counterpart and is helping you out, and she's kind of emo-y, depressive, she doesn't, you know, she's helping save the world, but she's really, you know, angsty about it, and mm-hmm. like, I, she gets really angry really quickly, and she's kind of, you know, she doesn't like people, she doesn't like stuff, and towards the end of the game, you go to a city that has, you go to a city that's like a big magical city, and you encounter her multiple times through it, and she's like, I thought I would fit in here, because everyone here is witches, and but I don't. I still feel lost. Mm-hmm. And you encounter her a couple more times, and she's similarly down. And then you go into like a nightclub that's there, and you find her dancing at the back, and she's. And you have this whole conversation where 
It's something I didn't actually mention about Wondershong. If we kept the weirdest, mo- or weirdest, uh, whatever we called it, the the mechanic best weird oh, yes, mechanic yeah, yeah. category, Wondershong would be on it because you can hold a button to dance whenever you want in it. <laughs> During conversations, there's a conversation in that game where someone's explaining how they're they travelled to this town to play music with their mother and their mother passed away so they, they don't feel like playing music anymore and you can just be dancing there the whole time and it's pretty good um, but this this same one this is the one where you actually kind of need to dance you went to the, the nightclub and Miriam's dancing at the back and you dance with her and she'll actually you know go on a bit of a you know emotional kind of explanation about everything right. because she's been so closed off all this time um, and it's just a really good moment cool. uh, for characters that you kind of grow to care about in that game. Excellent. But those are our best moments, unless you guys want to add anything else. No. Alright, let's quick do best multiplayer then. We have Battlefield 5, Overcooked 2, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Dragon Ball Fighters, Soul Calibur 6, Forza Horizon 4, Sea of Thieves, Monster Hunter World, and Jackbox 5. And this one is all on YouTube. Um, <laughs> I don't have friends, therefore I don't play games with people. That's fair. Uh, we can probably cut Battlefield Five. I really like it, but it's not going to stick here with these ones. Right, um, cool. It's the only category we could really come up in is the only thing. Right. It's a really good Battlefield game. It's probably my favourite of the ones they've done uh-huh. this entire generation of consoles. But uh, it's not going to stick compared to these. And cool. there's also not enough of it. It's yeah. quite lacking in content. Um... Forza Horizon 4, I just wanted to mention that they have changed it. It's now they've got the... They replaced the drive towers with people. Yeah. I mean, drive towers are still there, but like the, the there's also just people. Yeah. There, driving um, so, you you know, you join the Forza Livathons, yeah. where you go off, the, uh, depending on how many people are in the room with you, you go off and you do these various tasks. Um and you win a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. at the end it's normally kudos and uh, the points and then you get to put those points into the slot machine the slot machine spins you get three fucking terrible emotes and you're like I hate this game yeah. so much <laughs> um, so that side is cool It's it has been done before you know we had the persistent world in the was it Test Drive Unlimited Test Drive like Unlimited yeah. the greatest racing game of all time some might say <laughs> And again, they would be wrong. They're they're very good games, though. Uh, Yes, they were. But, yeah, it does does this well. Uh, I I quite like it. You want it to stay on the list? For the time being. Yeah, I could see it being on the list. The thing I like the most about Forza Horizon multiplayer is the same thing I liked about Forza Horizon 3's multiplayer, which is that it has the asynchronous stuff of pulling in the drivatars and you're racing against your friends, but not really. Yes, um, yeah. Which I think... I was sceptical about it to start with, and it took a while, but eventually it works. For the first few times, it's like, Mike's driving into a tree all the time, and it's like, that's not how Mike drives. <laughs> it might be how Mike drives, I don't know. I don't think that's how Mike drives. Um, it's probably how Nathan drives. I understand his drive tower doing that. That makes sense. But <laughs> I mean, I'll give you my car keys. and <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Nathan's drive tower is driving a fucking Robin Lyon and keeps flipping over in the first turn it's like yeah that's that's <laughs> yeah, that, Nathan that, that, right. yeah that's what Nathan does yeah <laughs> um, but yeah that's um, we could probably cut Sea of Thieves for the same reason we've cut it from every other category of there's not enough of it yeah <laughs> the, the multiplayer is really good like the gang together with a group of three friends uh, or, or overall three other friends group of mm-hmm. four um, and running a ship sailing a ship 
fucking fantastic. One of the greatest gaming moments I've had this year. Not being able to do anything with it. <laughs> Less so. I'm Having pro- nowhere to go with that shit. Exactly. I'm probably going to jump back and see if there's some point and see if the updates add enough to justify it. But right. For now, based on what I played at launch. I guess, no. no. Yeah. Okay. Um, the game that was not really mentioned anywhere else in this these categories so far, but that is like yes. at the top of my game of the year list. Um, Monster Hunter World is so fucking good. And like all Monster Hunter games, the multiplayer is basically the best part of that game. Yeah. Teaming up with a couple of friends to take down these giant dragons and stuff like that and you know, working together to like focus down certain parts of them to get specific materials is so much fun. And Monster Hunter World is just such an improved Monster Hunter game. Like mm-hmm. they improved so many things that make it so much easier. It affects the whole game, but it affects the multiplayer especially. Things like the the areas aren't divided up into small sections anymore with okay. loading times between them, which made multiplayer pain because it'd be like, oh, we were attacking this dragon and then Mike rolled out of the area and so now I have to wait for him to load back in or else right. we're going to, yeah. you know, until then I'm fighting this dragon on my own now. Um Whereas this is just it's just an open not an open world, but you know, it's a it's a connected world. Yes. The yeah. levels are big, um which is great. And you can ride on uh, enemies and attack them that way and stuff, so you can, you know, have one of your friends like riding on the back of this dragon <laughs> hitting its head while you're attacking its tail or distracting it or something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're distracting them while you're uh, while someone else is like, you know, sharpening their sword or something. Right, yeah. Um it's stuff that the other most of games have done, but I think just by virtue of world being a better monster hunter it's you doing know, it better cool. yeah it does it better I think it should be on here because it's definitely the most fun multiplayer I've had with anything this year I have no horses in this race so that's because you haven't you played Red Dead Online yet yeah. actually, I actually have played Red Dead Online you want to add it to the list nope oh, yeah, I, didn't think, I, have... I didn't think so <laughs> no, I, I, haven't, I haven't played it with anyone so I can't call it best multiplayer because I know, haven't played it with anyone you know why I'd follow it 76 to this list uh, yeah there's not too much that I've kind of played multiplayer Um, Smash Brothers do we think it it should be there I actually love Smash Brothers multiplayer Um, I've been jumping into the online a lot Um, but it's a kind of weird bit where I sit where it's like I played all these fighting games like these three fighting games that are here Smash Brothers Dragon Ball Z and Soul Calibur Mm mhm I played about the same amount of all of them. Probably more Dragon Ball Fighters just because it came out earlier. Right, in the year. yep. But similar levels of them. And played a lot of them. Played a lot of multiplayer. But they all fit in my mind like the same spot <laughs> because they're all fighting games that I played online. Right, you know, yeah. They're, they're, they're multiplayer. They're all very different games, but their multiplayer is basically just the same for all three of them. Yeah. Um, like they <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. They don't do anything like special or anything. They're just. Good fighting games with good. Dragon, Dragon Ball Z Fighters yeah. has a little like overworld where you run around and it's online. Yeah, the lobby's quite cool, but again, that's not even new. Like Guilty Gear did that. Yeah, and in yeah. Guilty Gear you could fish, which is better than when Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball you <laughs> can't even fish. So there's one. There's actually one missing from this list as well that I've just noticed, oh, and right. that would be uh, Mario Tennis. I was literally about to add that as well. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about fishing, Red Dead Online. <laughs> fishing and Red Dead's the worst. Fishing and Red Dead's good. Once you've played Yakuza 6's fishing game, every other fishing game is bad <laughs> comparison. 
I want Arthur Morgan to rip off his fucking coat to have a ghillie suit on, not a ghillie suit, a, a swimsuit underneath, <laughs> and then dive into the water with a spear gun and start stabbing fish. <laughs> um, yes, Mario Tennis should be on this list, so I've added it for now, because that's what we need to do to make this list bigger. Yes, yeah. Um, it was not what we need to do, we're trying to make it smaller. So, I'm going to cut the fighting games from this. I, all so, of them? Yeah. Okay. If people are okay with that. Um, while you're at it, you can cut Overcooked 2. It is... I was going to keep Overcooked 2, because I fucking love Overcooked 2. Okay. It is just Overcooked. It is more Overcooked. The it's not a bad thing. Oh, wait. This one. I've got this. I've got it. i got the secret real entry to this. All right. <laughs> All right. We got it. The best multiplayer game to no. Alright, no. no, let me let me write the actual okay. People can't see this, which is all of you. I wrote River City Ransom. But uh then No, no. What? Still not getting it. What? No. Best multiplayer experience twenty eighteen. You can't put a single game from that. You'd have to put Nintendo online service. Yeah, that's what I wrote. I wrote the NES stuff on Switch. <laughs> Cause that I half joke, but I played through all of River City Ransom on that. I, I played, played through a load of stuff with we played all those that. games. I haven't went back to it since then, though, I guess, so I probably wouldn't actually put it in this list. But remember, when we're talking multiplayer, we're not always talking about online either. No. Yeah, true, it could be local multiplayer. Um, I played a lot of Overcooked 2 so you're saying multiplayer. The, so you're saying we should add the Capcom beat up <laughs> <laughs> No, the list is big enough as it Let's is. Let's add more. I'm going to cut the Nintendo Switch stuff, but I, I did actually really like that stuff. Um, cool. The multiplayer worked way better than I thought it would. And I got to play hockey with Paul, which was dumb and okay. fun. So, just look at the last thing that we haven't mentioned, uh, spoke anything about yet, is the Jackbox Party Pack 5. Yes. That came out this year as well. Um, and you're another Jackbox. Yep. Uh, Jackbox. Played quite a bit of it, same as usual. I played quite a bit. The games were good. We spoke about them quite a bit on the podcast. It has some of my favourite, more recent Jackbox games. Like, I think it is one of the better Jackbox games yes yeah I think they've all been pretty good yeah I think except for maybe the first one the first one was good at the time because it was it was it was yeah. new it was set yeah. the standard of what Jackbox was but in hindsight two of the games on it were good yeah I still think uh, last year's 4 wasn't that great uh, I, forget, I, th- I think it was, it was the weakest uh, 3 with TKO was the best TKO was fantastic yep. I still play TKO yep. 4 is definitely probably the one I go back to the least Especially because yes. like things like Drawful Two came out around it, and I was like, I'm just gonna play Drawful Two. Oh yeah, um, no, I go back to Jackbox Four for Fibbage because that's the best version of Fibbage, and I like Fibbage. Yeah, I'm, but yes, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's got. I'm not saying it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, good on it. I agree, you know, it's that's fair. It's definitely yeah. one of the weaker ones. This series um, was great. Yeah, the the the, the monster rap. The, the yeah, the robot rap battle one's great. The my favorite one, which I thought that was going to be my favorite going into it, like having seen uh, them all beforehand. Yeah, it's like that's going to be it. This rap battle thing seems hilarious. It's going to be the best game on the pack. It's close, but the best game on that pack is definitely uh, patently stupid. Patently, yes. Which is where stupid is really you're trying to uh, draw a solution to a problem that someone wrote by filling in a blank. And then you have to give a presentation about why your solution is the <laughs> yes. best, and then people have to invest in the solutions that they think are good, and it's fucking hilarious. Just that giving the fucking PowerPoint presentation at the end is so good. Yeah, it's, it is. It's really good. Uh, I like the the new version of You Don't Know Jack. Yes, they made You Don't Know Jack work in a Jackbox, which is yes, because the first one didn't like the. 
it, it mostly did. Yeah. The, the the jack attack or the the, the yeah the, the basically the, the, the screws you yeah didn't work. Yeah. Um, like they just did not mechanically work, and then they just they fixed it. <laughs> the meter you don't know jack yeah. is great. Um, split the room's not super funny, but it's good. Yeah, it's it's quite a different one. This one that I like the idea of, and it's interesting more than it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Darius Five should probably be on this list. Um, yeah, I think so. But then so. again, I also think everything here should be on this list. So I played a lot of Mario Tennis Aces online. I'm gonna heart Karen and remove Overcooked too. And I like Overcooked too. It's more Overcooked. Did we put Overcooked on our list last year? It's Overcooked with online multiplayer though. It's way better. <laughs> you can throw things now. Uh-huh. You can throw things to each other. You can do that in the first one. Right. It's great. It's such a dumb little thing. You're fucking <laughs> tossing onions at each other from the other side of the kitchen. It's fucking great. I wish that. I would love to watch an episode of like some fucking Gordon Ramsay show and Gordon Ramsay just tosses an onion just to someone like that. fucking lobs it to the other side That's of the actually, kitchen. It's funny because one of the first levels I did that was one of the ones where you're on a raft going down a river, but the two, two bits <laughs> in the kitchen are the raft. Yes, you kind of need to toss it. You're tossing stuff back and forward across the river. Because <laughs> you're on a raft going down two sides right. of the river and it's the two bits of the kitchen. For me, it was the one, there's oh, a one where you're great. in like a, it's like a Japanese style kitchen where it's got like, you're making. Oh, the sushi, noodles and sushi, sushi and stuff like that sushi go kitchen or whatever it's yeah called. something like that and it's got conveyor belts in it mm-hmm. and so it's got conveyor belts that kind of make it hard to move between the different parts of the kitchen so everyone kind of end up if you're doing it properly everyone kind of rotates around basically whenever they need to move yep. somewhere because going back is too slow because you have to go the conveyor belt the other way and then you're just tossing things to people because you're like <laughs> I can't get back there so fuck it <laughs> here have a tomato yeah basically here's some here's some rice <laughs> fuck it <laughs> so Mario Tennis, did anyone play any of the couch multiplayer, the local? No. No, no. Because that apparently was quite good as well. Hmm. You know, and there was the. They added the co op stuff. Yes, yeah, the co op. Let's see here. I only did the story mode. I played a bunch of the online. I didn't even finish the story mode because I was playing online. I check in with online every month still to unlock a new character. I play like a couple of matches online to unlock whatever right. character is for that month. Yeah, I haven't done this month yet though. I I need to do that as well. I've uh, yeah the the online stuff is pretty. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the matchmaking is quite good. Is um, it the tournament than stuff. Games this list. Or is that where you're leading to? That's kind of <laughs> where I'm leading to. Yeah, I think the. You know the, the co-op stuff and the the local multiplayer may be better, but we haven't played it, and yeah, we can only judge on yeah, what we we have. So I think I think I'd be more comfortable with having the other three on there. I'm fine with that. So those three for people listening are Forza Horizon Four, Monster Hunter World, and Jackbox Five. Um, which is a tough one because I would say Monster Hunter is probably the best of these, but I don't know. You guys haven't played I'm, it, so yeah, I I'd be happy. I because I would I would have said somewhere either between Monster Hunter and Jackbox. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Monster Hunter because of you know it's taken all this time for us to get the Monster Hunter experience that Japanese were doing mobily. Yeah, you know they were doing it on. Were they doing it on the PSP? PSP and then the 3DS. Yeah. You and know, then, yeah, they finally made a home console one that is... Not just... not. Ju- they didn't just make a home console Monster Hunter. They used it as an excuse to 
rebuild what Monster Hunter is. Like, yeah. It's still, at its core, is what those games were, but it's like, they added so much quality of life stuff, life stuff and they modernised so much of it. Yeah. It's, it feels great. Um, yeah, uh, you know, they've taken it and we've, we've got the game that we needed. Uh, Forza Horizon is just, it's solid, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jackbox gives you, you know, it's it's one of those that whenever you finish playing a set of those games that you're walking away and you're physically sore yeah. from laughing and, yeah. and having you know fun with your friends and, and going back to Definitely. what video games were so yeah I'm happy with Monster Hunter World yeah you right then yeah I'm, as I said I had no horse in this race <laughs> well there's no horse in Monster Hunter but there's dragons and I like dragons airboats uh, so you can have a dragon in this race then Yes, I'll have a dragon in the race. Uh, best multiplayer goes to Monster Hunter World with runners-up Forza Horizon Four and Jackbox Party Pack Five. The only pla- the only last well, the platform, the only category we have left for this episode was one that again we don't usually have, and I can add it because we were needing categories. I deleted a bunch of categories without adding much basically, <laughs> because there was no games for them. Um, so I added best platformer, which. Nominees I have here are Flint Hook, which did not come out this year, so I'm going to delete it because I added it and then checked afterwards for what to remove it. Right. Uh, Celeste, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, Hollow Knight, Grease, Wonder Song. I feel like there's probably more. I have not played any of these. Nope, neither do yeah, I. Yeah, this feels like the strategy one where it's mostly going to be. <laughs> this is a Kieran category. That's so, fine. Yeah, if you just uh, name the winner, we can send people home and then we can get oh, ready right. for the game of the year. Well, Celeste is probably the best platformer here. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is one of those ones, actually, where I think Hollow Knight... I'm going to disqualify Hollow Knight because it technically came out last year. This is fun just sitting here and watching him argue uh, with himself. I'm not really arguing this, you know. Hollow Knight is... Every sort of, the reason this category exists at all is because there's a lot of good platformers and I want to give stuff its due, basically. Um, Hollow Knight is like a really good kind of Metroidvania platformer where you play as like a little bug dude with sword mm-hmm. or it's a nail technically um, and you're exploring this giant map doing all this stuff and doing all this crazy hard platforming fighting these really difficult bosses it looks gorgeous it plays great it's on the Switch which I think is why I put it on this list because I didn't realise it came out PC last year I thought it was the start of this year but it came out on Switch this year um, and it's really good so I think it should be on it should be played uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon is made by Integrates, the guys that made Azure Striker Gunvolt, Mighty Gunvolt, mm-hmm. that Blaster Master game that came out with the Switch. Yep. They've kind of just nailed doing like these fake NES games because uh, Mighty Gunvolt was a NES Mega Man game. Like they did stuff to make it cool and new. But at its core, that's what it was. They made a better one of those. Like, it's better than Mega Man 11 is, as much as I like Mega Man 11. They made a better one of those games. Uh, that Blaster Master game, by all accounts, is apparently a really good one of those as well. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon is that, but Castlevania. Like, right, they, okay. they made an NES okay. Castlevania. Castlevania 3, in particular, is the one that they are referencing in it. And it's fantastic. It's just such a, such a really, really good game. Um... And 
Greece I added here, even though I, because I thought I'd play more of it by the time that we recorded the podcast, so I'm going to cut this. But Greece is um, it's a puzzle platformer where it's meant to be kind of journey-ish, like it's kind of slow, very... That probably should have actually been the best music. We have to go back to the best soundtrack. Sorry, guys. No, we don't. Um, no, we don't. <laughs> Greece has a really good soundtrack. Really, like, it's probably the nicest-looking 2D game Mm-hmm. Of last year, like it looks fantastic. Yeah, Greece did have a banging soundtrack um, back then. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. Um, have you got chills, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> They're multiplying. Um, that, that's it. He's lost control. Listen, uh, but yes, it's, it's it's cool. I need to play more of it as a living. Um, and we've talked a lot about Wonder Song already. It's really good. Uh, Celeste is what I would say wins this. Celeste is a hardcore two D platformer, kind of in the vein of like you know the kind of Meat Boy style really difficult platform. Right, okay. Yep. It doesn't play like Meat Boy, it's you know very different, but it's that kind of it's going for that tone of being super difficult. Cool. Um but it's just really fun. It's the core mechanic of it is like you can uh double jump and dash and stuff like that and it's just so good. Cool. Uh yeah. And it keeps things fresh the whole way through. So uh, Best platformer Celeste. Woohoo! With Runners Up Wonder Song and Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Excellent. Excellent. And that's us for day three of Game of the Year 2018. Nice little short one. It was a short one. Cool. Uh, best story went to God of War, Runners Up Red Dead Redemption 2, and Spider Man. Best moment was a bunch of stuff, go listen to that one. Best multiplayer was Monster Hunter World with Runners Up Force Horizon 4 and Jackbox. Best platformer went to Celeste with runners up Wonder Song and Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. So check in tomorrow for Game of the Year Day Four, where we will be doing our top tens. Our top tens and the prettiest game mm-hmm. of twenty eighteen. Which might take us six years. It's got a lot of games in it. <laughs> Bye.